0: Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, and you're listening to the Tour Coach Podcast. Well, we're rolling into fall here on the Tour Coach, and for the fall, just like we've been doing for the last couple years here on the Tour Coach, I'm going to be bringing you lots of chats, interviews, roundtable discussions on what we do, how we do it, from players to coaches to caddies, students all of this comes from my travels that are on tour or to Old Palm or from here in Mobile or wherever it is I go around this country, or around the world, teaching and coaching at the game of golf that I love. So hopefully, if you listen, you're going to like what you hear. There's there's lots and lots of info and content coming your way that I think are going to help all of you understand and play the game even better or or coach the game we've got so many coaches that listen to this tour coach podcast so appreciate all of you that have gone along with me on this journey for the tour coach i didn't necessarily know where i was going with it when i started this when the do sweepers radio show ended on xm serious but i can tell you that has given me so much freedom and creativity to be able to talk a little more and a little more in depth and bring all of you a behind-the-scenes, inside-the-ropes look at what me and my team do and the people that we associate with it and how you can use us as a resource to help you get better at the game of golf. Look, and if you like what you hear on the Tour Coach, also make sure you check out our Pro Work video series, which is available for you on YouTube and my YouTube channel. If you just go on YouTube and type in Pro Work It'll pull up the episodes that are out there, some really, really great stuff that takes you behind the scenes and inside the ropes. And before I let you go to the tour coach, special thanks to my sponsors that have all been with me for such a long time. on Golf, been with them over 20 years. Can't find anybody better in the equipment side of the world. Bushnell Golf, such a big part of what we're doing with Pro Work and what I do day to day, especially with the Launch Pro. Vineyard Vines, Ian and Shep, Amber and the folks there. Always keep me looking great. We've been such great partners for a good long time. And lastly, McConnell Automotive uh, here in Mobile, Alabama. Mitch McConnell and the gang. There's nobody that has supported me longer. I mean, they're unbelievable. And the folks at Buick GMC for supporting the Dew Sweepers Radio Show as well as the Tour Coach, and as well as Pro Work. So check out McConnell Automotive and Buick GMC. And lastly, our my friend Blaine Stokely and Stokely's Midtown Garden Express here in Mobile. Those folks keep the Dew Sweepers and keep the Pro Work and the Tour Coach and all of our content alive and well for all of you that love the game and want to learn. Enjoy the Tour Coach podcast, which is coming your way right now. All right, so uh, we had a rainy afternoon here. Across the South, um, so I thought we'd crank out a tour coach podcast. I was texting and talking with my boy Jackson. Corda. Jackson uh, is here. Jackson, say hello. Tony, thanks for having me. How we doing? Doing great, Jackson. In fact, we talked uh, about your dad on the last podcast. Coop and I and everybody gave him a shout out because we hadn't had you on in a while. I appreciate uh, we know. I appreciate that. He's your he's your biggest fan. Oh, I'm telling you, I wish if we had. 2 million Tom Courts, we'd be going somewhere. (laughs) And Wayno the Drano is joining us. Uh, We hadn't had Wayno on in a while, and Wayno's recovering from a massive leg injury. We call him Wayne the Straight Leg Flint right now. Um, uh, Wayno, how you doing, bud?
1: Well, I've uh, actually been a little little better at times, a little more nimble on my feet than I am right now, but I'm trying to get
0: better. I'm going to stop you right there. I don't know that anybody, anytime any of us have ever talked, we've said, you know, Wayne, he's nimble on his feet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Uh, Jackson, Jackson, have you ever at any of the retreats said, let's put Wayne over there because he's nimble on his feet? (laughs) I don't know T. He might
2: surprise you on some of those balance desks.
0: I can't wait. Right. Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to do an ins, uh, Instagram live on this. Uh, so I thought this would be kind of cool because we were all texting and talking, and we've obviously all spent a lot of time together. And um, but you know, obviously Wayne and Hank, uh, Hank, and then Wayne together were huge influences on me and mentors of me. And Jackson, obviously, you've mentored under and trained under myself and Wayne and uh I thought it'd be kind of cool on this rainy day let's talk a little bit about our experiences together and and talk a little bit about just you know what we think's important in golf instruction and what we think's important when it comes to to develop and uh you know to develop and players and I also promise I'd sneak in a few pet peeves and things that I see on Instagram that some of these teachers do that piss me off because Jackson wants me to talk about that but um <laughs> Jack <laughs> you love it don't you Jackson yeah, I love getting you fired up. Yeah, I get fired up easy. So um, anyways, uh, so I, I'm just going to start it. And I think that, uh, you know, obviously you see this in the stuff that I put out and the stuff that I've learned. Uh, and, and what got me thinking about this podcast was the other day, uh, Wayne sent me and I in turn sent you. It was some notes from a lesson that Wayne had given a gentleman back in 94. Isn't that right, Wayno? Wow. That's
1: right. That's
0: right. Right? Yeah, a Country Club of Birmingham member. Country. I've actually given the guy a couple lessons when he came down to the Country Club of Mobile. Uh, and then I shared these notes with Jackson uh, and Connor Luke. We'll give Connor a shout-out. Um, talk a little bit about what you found on those notes, Wayno, and then Jackson, I want to hear what you thought about them as well.
1: Well, you know, Tony, you can remember way back when I would I would do a, a couple pages of notes every time I gave a person their first golf lesson and it was kind of like a little bit of a mini playbook if you will. Here's what I'm going to try to cover over uh, an extended period of time. Here's how I think the club should work and here's how I think your body should work and here's what we want the ball to do and you know, we want to we want to try to get our pre-swing fundamentals good and you know have good good uh good grip aim posture ball position kind of like a little mini roadmap of what we're gonna what we're we're gonna focus on and learn to do and to cover all aspects of how everything will work and work together and uh you know behold, some people they just would throw them in a garbage can right right off the bat but you know as i've done this for a long period of time now i'm I'm starting to see some people bring those notes back, and, you know, I, I used to always put the date on them. And so, you know, you got some notes from 25, 30 years ago that are, you know, surprisingly still pretty doggone accurate. And, uh, you know, with all the information that's come out over over time with the the measuring devices that we have now, all the swing catalysts and pressure plates and all those things that can measure – Um, and a lot of those old notes, the, the information on them is really, really good. You know, it just, uh, kind of shows that I was a lucky guy way back when I was being mentored by some of the, some of the great old teachers that, uh, a number of them have passed away now, but, um, you know, their information was, was good. And, uh, they, you know, they, they were ahead of their time. And we talked about that with, with Hank and, you know, he was ahead of his time on a lot of the stuff and and uh it's really interesting to look back on it and fun to share it with the young guys and and uh help them develop their their skills you know so yeah, it's I, been I mean, pretty cool for me
0: you know i people ask me all the time like how has my teaching evolved or changed and I'm going to throw this to you Jackson but um and and again i think i was fortunate i i think that you know obviously <clears throat> i learned early on uh i'll I'll never forget you know you and hank both talked to me about the pivot being the engine of golf swing and at the time i was making zero money i had no money and i mean i you know my car was repossessed and remember that old dodge intrepid i had wayno that we left on the side of 98 when it broke down (laughs) but Uh, i uh, I do remember that yeah right and i mean um you know, and, and you guys were like, hey, if you can teach people to turn back and turn through, obviously there's more to it. But, heck, you're going to make a living. And, and, I mean, again, I I did it out of necessity. But I started seeing that getting people's hands on there, getting square club faces, helping people learn to rotate back and through and get the low point out in front of the ball made. At that point, I mean, obviously I wasn't teaching you – know, I was teaching anybody that would walk into Sandestin Beach Resort And, uh, you had, you had mostly recreational golfers, not very many good players, but it, you know, I just was trying to make a living and I started doing that. And, and, you know, I mean, I was fortunate. I mean, I, I made a decent living for me at that time and it worked and that kind of sent me on this, you know, pursuit of like, well, heck, why is it working? And what can I do to get better at it and understand it more? And you know, Jackson, I think I've, I think you've seen that and watching Wayne and I both over the years. And you know, I, I think we've stayed true to the things that we think are important. And one of the things I've told you and Wayne said the same thing to me. Hank said it to me and I've said it to other young teachers is like, I think it's important to sit down and write down the things that you think are important about the golf swing. If you're teaching or you're playing, and you're aspiring to get better. I think sitting down and actually writing it down, Wayne, like you did in the 90s with me and you did for that gentleman, I, I think it's a great exercise.
2: Yeah, I, Tony, I love it for – you know, personally there were, there were two reasons. You know, obviously my coaching and being mentored under you guys, it created a great picture of understanding the golf swing because I, I came in thinking I knew a bunch and really I knew – Nothing. Right. Nor did I know how to structure it and give a lesson, which I think is what, you know, Wayne depicted really well with those notes. And and I think also on a on a student coach relationship, it gets both parties to buy in. Right. If you can get the player to understand that this is what we're doing right now, but this is where we're going. And then it also kind of gives some responsibility to the coach to kind of stay on that target and on that path. And I think then both pictures from the coach and the player become married. And I, you do see some really good results from there, right? Now, I'll never forget when I got got down to Lakewood for the first time and I was interviewing with you guys. That was uh, one of the first things you did that night was you gave me your book. And in it was, you know, Wayne's, Wayne's lesson in there. And um, I would agree that. A lot of that is what I teach and what I try to get my players to buy into now. And it's, it's awesome to see that continue. And as I've learned and, and maybe grown in my knowledge across the board, it's kind of figuring out where those pieces apply to what you guys had de- depicted then. And it's just exposed me to reach players uh, who communicate differently, who learn differently and see things different. But um, it, it shapes my picture as well as the players, and then, like I said, it, it helps us both buy in a little bit to the process of getting better because getting better at golf is is difficult. But I, but man, that process can be a bunch of fun when you have a good relationship and understanding.
0: Well, and, and our, oh, you know, I was going to say this: our, our good friend Will McFadden, who uh, just turned pro, was on last week's podcast. He was down, <clears throat> excuse me, at Old Palm with us. Uh, we were talking about a junior here in Mobile, and and uh, that's a good junior. He goes to another another guy, but we were talking about how, you know, uh, this kid will practice and he takes a lesson and he does okay, but then, you know, he gets way out of sorts real quick. And we had the talk about you know why that happens, Wayneo, and and I want to, and, and I think one of the things that I learned from you, and from Hank, but but I, I watched. Uh, for the record like I watched a zillion lessons of yours before I ever started teaching full time I would sit out there at Deer Valley or or at Chase Lake and I just watched a million of your golf lessons and but one thing I learned was that I think when the student gets off track real easy and so if you're a student or you're a player I think a lot of it's because a lot of teachers don't take the time to really explain to the student what they're working on and why they tell them to do something, but they don't really tell them why and what the effects going to be on the golf ball. You agree with that way
1: I, I do Tony. And I think, you know, I think that's the, the good thing about writing it, writing some stuff down, you know, with your student, especially early on, because, you know, we all give golf lessons and sometimes they're really good ones. And then some days we give a lesson or two and you're like, man, why didn't I get that guy hitting it a little bit better today? You know I mean? I always look at myself first, you know, what did I do wrong? And, and I'm sure the student feels the same way if they don't have a, you know, what they perceive as a great day for them. If you don't, I think that I kind of, I kind of think having those notes, it kind of gets everybody invested into one thing. And you're, you know, I think a student is more apt to stay on it if they have a little bit of a roadmap to go by and uh, you know, they'll, they'll stick with it a little bit longer and, and, you know, I, I did that out of necessity because I'd taught so much golf, and at the end of the year, I felt like I'd done a good job, but I, I didn't have as many lessons, you know, going through the winter as I wanted, so I, I took a good, hard look at myself and, you know, said, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, I kind of figured out that I was just, you know, try this, try that, as so many young teachers will do. I was trying the best I could with the knowledge that I had, and I said I got to do something different to retain more of these clients. And and when I started making that those that first lesson of mine that was a little bit of a roadmap, like I said earlier, I I think that you know made all the difference in the world because everything got more committed, everything got more uh, detailed, if you will. That we had something we were definitely trying to get done in in many facets of the of the game, you know your body and your club and there was all kinds of things we were trying to make work together and it it got everything that it got me more committed to my my craft it got it got the student a little bit more committed to their program if you will and you know through those through the you know the good fundamentals that were on those pieces of paper and the commitment it, it just took everything to another level and and you know, the next year I had one of my better early years of teaching, and you know, that's when you were, you know, coming out and watching me, and you know, that's kind of when the Deer Valley Day started. And man, so many tour guys ended up going through Deer Valley. I mean, if you really sat back and thought of think about it, it was it was crazy at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, how many good players went through that little old country driving range? You know, and it it was nuts. But Three, four, five guys ended up playing the PGA Tour, and you know, obviously, a bunch of D one golfers. You know,
0: yeah. And
1: it was it was a crazy, crazy, great time. You know, early in my career,
0: for sure. So, Jackson, let's turn it to you. Like I obviously took the stuff from from HJ, from Wayne, from Tom Ness. Um, you know, the list goes on, but those, you know, especially early on, I would say those were the the three people that, and Woody, Mark Wood, those would be the four people that had the biggest influences on me. How did you take, but I, but I, I think Wayne, you've been around me long. I mean, we've worked together, talked together. You mentioned me like, I, I but I've certainly taken that stuff. And I've, I've turned it into my own, right. Of what Absolutely. I think. And yeah. And, and, yeah. and again, and uh how have you taken the stuff that I, I'm curious, what, how have you taken the stuff, that you've been exposed to and turned it into your own, and how is this going to help the people that come see you or that are listening to us?
2: Good question. Uh, I'm on a roll today.
0: A of- I'm on a roll today, by the
2: way, <laughs> per usual. Uh, I I got a couple answers. I think you know the first way that I learned it and was able to kind of make it my own was actually just hanging out with you at the Country Club Mobile or wherever we would go, and you would make me jump in there and teach the lesson right? Now, if I did mess up or I was going sideways, you'd pull me out of there and you'd get in there and you'd send them on the right path. So I think having that hands-on application was critical for me at a young age. And I learned a ton by trying this and, and trying to follow what you guys did, seeing what would work and what wasn't good, and then also having you there to to either acknowledge or or fix what I was was doing. So I think that was a huge piece of it. And then I would say the way I've maybe made it my own brand and and why I love golf instruction so much, especially developing, you know, juniors and good players is I had no direction when I was playing golf. I took some lessons, but I just didn't know how to play the game, how to get better, nor how to structure myself so that I was planning it around tournament season and stay on path like Wayne had talked about being committed. And so I think with a, a better understanding of, maybe technical aspects and how to get people to improve i think from there maybe i've done an okay job at coaching people away from the tee box right maybe coaching them on on how to practice and how to take things to the golf course because that was a struggle for me is working on something and then taking it to the golf course and, and not searching and not deviating from the plan and also just teaching them how to play golf and control shots and and score when they're on the golf course, whether it's going good or maybe you don't have control of the golf ball or the same feels that you had the other day on the range when it was good. So I think that's kind of the direction and the the feelings that I've had recently in my coaching. But uh, you both have done really good at also making me be reflective and, and, and see what I am doing good and bad. Like Wayne had said, he did that winter. um, You know, if you're, if you're not improving, you're, you're getting worse. And I think that's something that I'm always always scared of is is not getting better and, and having that quest not only for knowledge but, but how can I improve my craft and get the player in front of me because everybody's a little bit different but get that player in front of me to understand the information and shoot lower scores, however that may be. That's you know, a- Tony, I
1: think that's a constant because I'm still trying to make sure I'm getting better and not getting worse, you know. I mean – you and i talk about that all the time and i think i think that's i think that's what having a having a program or having you know not that you teach the same exact thing every second of every day but having having fundamentals that you think are very important and and a, a, a product that you're trying to put out of your own product um i think that's the benefit of of a young teacher sitting down and and like you said writing those things down that matter because I, I still do that to this day. I mean, what did I did a big clinic this morning um, for a bunch of the veterans um, here. I, I help with it a couple times a year, and and I didn't do anything today but putting because I'm kind of a little bit limited to what I can do right now. But uh, you're, you
0: know, not of, you're not as nimble. You're not as nimble as we nimble think as you I
1: are. That, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, so I so I did that you know, for a couple hours this morning, and it's the first, you know, clinic I've done like that in, you know, in probably a couple months now, you know, because I've, I've been out of pocket, and, and I was like, you know, what did I, you know, what did I do that, that I think I could have done better, and, you know, I had another guy, another younger guy that teaches with me, and I, I kind of threw him out there and let him try to do some of the talking, and, and then we, when we got done, we talked for about a half hour, and he said, now, is that all you would ever put out there? And I said, well, I would have added a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And, you know, you guys have all heard me talk about some of my putting things. And I said, "I, you know, I probably would have got around to that, you know, that piece of information. But, you know, maybe in this setting, these were all beginning golfers that were just trying to start out learning the game as as retired veterans, you know. So it wasn't as complicated as maybe – sometimes it could get it, but I still think you have to put the good information out there and, and I do think as Jackson said, I think you have to take a good hard look at yourself all the time and 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 figure out, am I getting better or am I getting worse? And if you feel like you're a little stagnant, I think you gotta, you know, do what you and I, Tony, have always done. We we bounce a lot of ideas off of each other. We talk all the time and and, you know, we talk about times that we were together with Hank or together with Tom Ness. And we kind of rehashed some of those old things that we've learned over the years. And, you know, it kind of gets us refocused and recommitted to what we're doing.
0: I, th- I think too, one of the reasons that I think it's important to write down what you believe about the golf swing or what you think is important. <clears throat> and I think it's important to even do that as a player to understand, Hey, these are the things I need to do. And I need to understand, but as I think that there's this rash of people out there that that they're and you guys hammered me about it when you would say, don't memorize the test questions, but like every, not everybody, but a majority of people are looking for somebody to tell them that it's, you can just tweak what the hell you're doing and you're going to be okay. We've measured you. We've done this, whatever. Swing your swing and you're going to be okay. And I think that's a bunch of crap. Like, I think the path to being great at teaching or being great as a player is that there's certain things you have to do, and as a coach, it's my job to coach you and teach you to get better at them. And I just don't think there's shortcuts. I don't think that, you know what, if you're not very good at turning behind it, well, you know what, my job's to teach you to turn behind it. Because you know what, nobody worth the shit leans on their left leg and jumps at it, Right. So, right. like, I mean, that's our job. That's our job, and I'm passionate about that, whether you're playing or you're teaching, you know. Um, I think It's a great
2: segue into your pet peeves. Well, yeah, but
0: I think it's important, Wayne. You guys hammered me with it, right? Like, you know, there aren't shortcuts to getting better, and we've all seen that Saban uh, – I'm not an Alabama fan, everybody knows, but, like, I'm a huge Saban fan. But, like, man, that one, we're like, man, you know what? Like, there aren't options if you want to be great. There aren't.
1: <laughs> right. No, Whether it's true. teaching or playing, yeah.
0: there aren't any options. So if you go to somebody that's just going to tell you, you don't have to change, you don't have to do anything different to be a really good player. And we're just going to tweak this and you're going to be a lot better. Well, I mean, they're full of shit. Well,
1: again, as Jackson said, that leans to the pet thieves. I mean, my pet thieves is when, <laughs> when, when someone will come to me, and um, they'll, I'll say, well, you know, what have you been working on? And they'll say, well, I took a lesson from this guy and that guy, and they wanted me to swing way out to the right. I'll be like, okay, well, I want to I try to swing it, you know, on the plane, you know, straight straight up the plane, straight down the plane, and then back up the plane going through. Well, so-and-so says I need to hit it more in to out. And, and I said, well, if we're going to learn something, why don't we just learn to do it right? I mean, why, why compound what you do wrong with an error on the other side. Now, I'm not saying the feeling might be if you're swinging way over the top and to the left and hitting big slices. I'm not saying the feeling might not be that you're swinging a little more in and out, but the reality is why don't we just learn to swing on plane, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that, would, that would be the pet peeve. I mean, why compound what you're already doing with something else that's really, really bad on the other end of the spectrum? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, that would be like driving home and driving in the left-hand ditch every time, you, you know, you're going home. And then you drive home the next night, and you're real happy because you crashed the right side of your car in the right-hand ditch. Well, hell, you still didn't make it home. You know, that that ain't no good either. You know, so why don't you just figure out how to drive and keep the car on the road, right? And, and so there I am with my pet peeves. So, uh, well, you know, it, if you're going to learn... There are are no shortcuts. You have to learn to do things. Sometimes they take a while, and sometimes they're easier. But but there are things that need to be accomplished to become an accomplished teacher or accomplished player. So let's put our nose to the grindstone and learn how to do those things, both as teachers and as players, you know?
0: And, And I think if you really want to get better, and there's so much information out there now, I mean, go look at people, that are having success making people better, right? I'm gonna bring one up, Michael Jacobs, right? D- unbelievably scientific. I can't claim to say that I'm the smartest guy or understand all of it, but you look at what he's done with Padraig Harrington, and he's got a, I know a junior, Like, go, 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 watch his stuff and follow him, right? Don't follow a guy that, right? that puts yeah. a video up of somebody. And just says we got him hitting it faster, or puts video. My biggest pet peeve is putting videos of tour players that you don't teach up, right? Like, you right. know, that's my biggest pet peeve. I absolutely despise. Teachers that put videos of players up that they don't teach or that they had 12 seconds with back six years ago, and they fired you because you weren't worth the damn right. Like that's my pet peeve. And sorry, I got off on the soapbox. Jackson, take over for me. Why don't you shoot out one more pet peeve for us, Steve Ball? I mean, I I think that really covers it. Like, I mean, you know, like I, I really do. I think, like, you should. I you know, like. It, you shouldn't put videos out of play. I get what like a golf writer does, and it's about look at this. It's analyzing this. I think just putting videos up of a tour player and then saying this guy's struggling. This is what he should do. When you've never been in the room, you've never been on the tee, and you've couldn't find anybody to get your ass inside the ropes at a tour event. I, I think that's uh, – one, I think it's irresponsible. And two, I think it's it's just asking for attention because you're not good enough to teach somebody on your own. Jackson. Yeah,
2: and being inside the room, like you said, like you right. have no idea what the conversation is, what the, the baggage is this player has, mm-hmm. and what you guys are navigating through. That's a massive part of the learning and coaching progr- process.
0: That's
2: a lot of it, yep. Yeah.
0: You know, so I've covered my pet peeves. Is there any others I'm missing, Jackson?
2: There's a slew of them that you are missing, but I don't know if we have time for them all.
0: Well, I I mean, but it all goes back to, I mean, you know, it all goes back to where we started, though. If you want to be really good at playing golf or teaching golf, I mean... You've got to figure out the things that you believe and that you know and that are important to you, and you need to understand them, and you need to be able to communicate them,
1: right? Well, I definitely find find that the further along I get in my career, having the ability to stand there and and talk um, sensibly about what you're trying to get a person to do and why, and then tell them, after they learn to do it, where they're going to be going and what their ball's going to be doing, I mean, that takes, that takes time, that takes experience, but man, oh, man, does it ever gain you uh, a lot of trust with your students when you can tell them what's going to happen and then they see that happen, then they, they're more apt to get in the program deeper with you because they'll, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about um, because he's already told me what's going to happen, and lo and behold, it happened. And and you know that that just doesn't that just doesn't happen overnight. That that happens with experience and and time, but but it happens when you have a good program of your own that you, of things that you believe in that are that are accurate, and then if students will do them, they will work. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and and that's you know, there's a lot of times people are spitting information out students and hell even if the student did it it wouldn't work (laughs) right so you know know, i mean and, and i'm i'm sure i've done that over the years right i'm i'm not saying that everything i learned way back when was exactly right but i but i i i taught what i what i thought i knew at that point and i did the best i could and have i changed some of my mind over the years well of course i think all i think all great teachers i'm not saying i'm great but i think all good teachers that have done it for a, a, a while um do understand that maybe some of the stuff they taught 15 20 years ago maybe wasn't exactly right um uh, maybe it could have been said a little differently maybe the verbiage has changed over the years to to be a little more accurate and a little more uh to the point and and in which case you can make your students better um and I think I think anyone who's taught for a long time would would have to admit that, or, or they would they would the game would pass them by. I think I, I think it would it would pass them by and leave them leave them in the dust, so to speak.
0: I think the biggest advantage of technology is, you know, it it'll actually tell you if you're. I mean, you you can't hide from the students anymore, right? I mean, like right. you can't tell a guy. Oh, you got more into your left leg there. Well, I mean, if you got a swing catalyst or one of those force play, I mean, hell, it tells you, right? I mean, it, you know, you can't. The days right. of leaning on your six iron, like you know, you. I mean, I mean, there's another pet peeve. You know, the pros that <laughs> just stand out there. I mean, I could get into this, but um, you know, <laughs> um, but you can't just stand there. And just tell a guy he's getting better anymore. You got to be able to prove it and you got to be able to show it to him. And I mean, not as, I think that's as big a part of technology as it is the information that it gives us. Like to me, because I feel like I had such a good upbringing, like certainly it's refined my information. I don't know that it's changed what I teach, but it's dramatically helped me prove to students if I was doing a good job. And let's face it, there's times I've gotten fired because I didn't do a good job.
1: Well, I think if as, as we all have taught a bunch of golf, I think the the more the more you teach and, and the more students you get the more the more you're gonna get fired. I mean it's it's hard, you know, and, and people people want success a lot a lot of times quicker than you can make success happen. I mean success in golf takes time, you know, and and getting getting you know, high profile athletes to be patient is not one of the easiest things.
2: Mm -hmm. in the
1: world to do for sure. You know, I mean, they all want it. They all want it right now. And they all think they're just one little piece of information away from being great. And, and they might be, but you know, typically it's, uh, a lot more hard work away from being great than it is a little tidbit of information.
0: And the last, and I'm not saying my
1: information doesn't help.
0: My last piece of information is going to be too going along with like, there's no shortcuts, there's ways you got to do things if you want to be good, whether it's playing or teaching, and you got to learn to do them. But also, to me, the best, the people that are the very best, when they fail, when it doesn't go well, they look in the mirror and they accept the right. They accept they they say, "Hey, I didn't do a good enough job." Right? The guys that don't get there as players, in my opinion, and the guys that don't get there in teachers. Are the ones that are always blame, they're always blaming somebody else for not getting there right I couldn't get a hold of him enough I couldn't see him enough or we couldn't get this fixed or whatever like you know did you get in the gym like you were supposed to did you do, you know did, did you do all the did you do the drills like uh, to me, the best people and the ones that excel look in the mirror and take ownership.
1: Well, I, I agree and I think the best teachers are the ones that take a look at themselves first. Um, you know, I've heard a million teachers over the years say, Well, I you know, I gave the guy the right stuff, he just couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. And you know,
1: to that I always go back with what Hank said. He used to say that if uh if learning didn't happen, teaching didn't take place. Mm-hmm. And and you know, so he all you know, he always he always looked at himself and he taught me to look at myself. I mean if if I can't get the guy guy's grip new grip may look perfect, but if he can't get the ball up in the air, I'm not doing a very good job. So, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta make things happen, you gotta make things right. But ultimately that ball's got to that ball's got to behave and it's gotta do it's gotta do better to for the student to to think they've had a successful lesson and so again, if, if learning didn't happen, teaching didn't take place.
0: Jackson Wayne, that was awesome wrap up for you there. Wayne, Jackson, what what about you?
2: Man, I love it all, and I, I appreciate you guys too because I'm just soaking it up and hopefully I'm being a, a decent enough sponge. I think one, my last parting shot too. One way that I've learned a bunch, whether you guys know it or not, is actually when I just send you guys videos, mm-hmm. like because then, especially with you know, I do it a lot with good players. Like I shoot you guys a video before I work with somebody, and over time. I like to like I've gotten better at it of having some sort of an educated guess of what you would say back to me, what they should do or what you see. All right. And I think that that just clarifies my picture and cleans up my vision for what I'm trying to do with the student. And then, you know, I go into the lesson and it may be different based on the conversation. But but that's been incredibly helpful to me. So so I appreciate you guys sharing your information. But I also appreciate your time as well, which has been so important for me. So thank you.
0: Well, you know. once again, glad you're starting to feel better and you're getting back out there on the tee. Golf world's better when you're out there on the tee. Appreciate you taking the time to sit in as always. Plus all the fun and all the stuff we've had over the years. And Jackson, keep up all the great work, man. You're, you're doing you're doing an awesome job. We're all proud of you. And guys, let's do this again. This was fun. I mean, we don't need to have it rain to decide to do this. You know. Yeah,
1: this is fun getting
0: together. I, I enjoy it, for sure. It's kind of similar, Let's Wayne. Let's do, do one know, all on Wayne, you remember when it used to rain and we'd go somewhere and have a pitcher of beer? So this is a little bit more productive than we used to do.
1: Absolutely. I think we're doing better, Tony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guys, this was great. We'll talk soon. I hope you enjoyed this edition of the tour coach and this conversation that we brought to you about playing, learning, and teaching the game of golf. We'll be back next week with another edition of the tour coach in between now and next week. Make sure you follow us on our social channels. You can always find me at the do sweeper on Instagram or go to our YouTube page where you'll see a scene and a video from my teachings daily on our YouTube channel. You can find that by looking up Tony Ruggiero and the do sweepers on YouTube. Until then, make sure you follow and check out Everything Tour Coach and all our sponsors, Shrikshon Cleveland Golf, Bushnell, Vineyard Vines, and Buick GMC. I'll be back next week to help all of us appreciate, learn, and enjoy the game of golf.